You hear all the bull about diet and exercise. Carbs are evil. Do more cardio. Never eat bread or cookies again. Just do a juice cleanse. We get it. We fell for all of the BS too. It's time to go right to the source with the truth about how to live a healthy, sustainable lifestyle. I am Liz. And I'm Becca. We are your nutrition educators and this is The Food Code. Happy Monday. Yes. Happy Monday. New week. Welcome to the food code. We are talking mindset today. We do a lot of different Mondays, but this Monday is mindset. And we are talking on the topic, which I think, to be honest, is kind of like a controversial topic um, around moderation versus like abstaining from things. So like moderation versus restriction. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't really like to say restriction because restriction is like, it sounds like you're not allowed to abstinence is more of like a choice, I feel. Um, And so we want to talk about when should you abstain from things? When is it probably a better choice to not include those things in your diet temporarily? And when should we work towards moderation and how to do that best? And if you mess up, what to do then? Um, Because I think a lot of people really struggle with this in terms of, you know, abstaining or moderating certain foods that they love, alcohol, um, you know, just the fear foods, I call them the things that we're afraid of. Yeah. And a large part of this, I personally believe, and this is how I felt on my journey when I was doing fad diets or yo-yoing, um, it's contributed by the, the diet culture, right. And the air quote, good versus bad foods. Or if you've done a diet, you have like an approved foods list and you have a, you know, off foods list or whatever. And so people start to moralize food right? Food is good or bad. And if I ate something off that off list, well, then I should just go off my diet and go Mm -hmm. off the rails because I messed up anyway. And a large part of what we talk about is finding what that balance is for you and how to, you know, live your life while getting to your, you know, goals, whatever they may be enjoying some of these foods that you really love. And we talk a lot with our clients about moderating those little something, something treats that you might want here or there, or, you know, the Christmas cookies or the wine or whatever it might be in that situation. And the ultimate goal is to be able to get to a place where you have such a good relationship with food. You feel comfortable in doing this, you know, in moderation rather than feeling like you have to restrict so hard that we swing the pendulum to the opposite way and face plant into everything. And so, you know, when we look at moderation versus, you know, abstaining from things, because I do believe strongly, there are periods of time where we do need to just draw the line in the sand and say, no, this doesn't serve me right now. And the goals that I'm working towards, and I know myself well enough to know that this is a trigger for me to either derail or to, you know, face plant. And so we have to first become aware of our triggers, right? What are the trigger situations? What are the trigger situ, um, foods? What are the trigger, you know, uh, people, people. Yeah. That maybe, cause you to derail and becoming like hyper aware of those triggers. Yeah, absolutely. So like Liz was saying, this is something we do a lot with our clients is like, think back on all of the times that you've overconsumed that food or that drink or just overconsumed in general. And think about, you know, for most people, at least myself and my, in my journey, it was never by myself. Like I was, I was never the type that was going to like drink the bottle of wine by myself or have the whole pizza or whatever it was. It was usually like a date night or it was like a special occasion where we were hanging out with friends or like a Saturday night. Um, 
and kind of knowing those triggers ahead of time so that you can go into them with a plan for yourself with, you know, some type of pre-existing notion of what you want to accomplish in that situation. Um, Whether it is, I want to try to stick to two drinks or I want to try to, you know, if they decide to order out for pizza, like I'll get a salad to go with it, or I'll get something that, you know, helps me balance that meal. So I don't feel so yucky and don't feel the need to overconsume. Um, you know, maybe the trigger is a certain food that like you just feel you cannot have in that house, uh, or else, you know, you're eating all of it in a day. Um, one of the conversations I had with a client of mine the other day that was, you know, these are the wins that like, they don't mean pounds on the scale tomorrow, but what they mean is like long term, a huge difference. She was saying that she had uh, Trader Joe's has chocolate peanut butter cups. They have those like uh, plastic containers yeah. of dark chocolate peanut butter cups. And she was like, you know, I had this. I talked to her this past week and she's like, that's been there since Christmas, like six, eight months ago. I would have eaten that entire thing in two days. And now like it still has stuff in it. And she's even said she's like, it makes me kind of nervous that like I, I was able to do this and that it's still there and stuff like that. But those are the changes that you can have one or two. You can enjoy those things. You don't feel the need to consume them all. And where that stems from usually is that restriction mindset, that mindset that like I have to get it all in now because I shouldn't eat be eating these. I'm a bad person when I eat these. And so I just have to get rid of it all and I have to eat it all now so that I can get it out of my house and I can like cleanse my life of it so that I will never have it again. But we know that those things are going to come again. And then we have that issue all over again. So, you know, again, is this a trigger thing? This Is this a environment thing? We need to identify those so that maybe we do need to go through a period of abstaining from that. Maybe that is what's going to serve you best right now, because every time you touch it, you're out of control. And so there is such a thing as cravings. There is such a thing as, you know, the body being within a routine and habitual where you find Every night, if you're consuming a ton of ice cream, well, the body's going to want to start having ice cream every night. Like there's just things that the body responds to with habitual responses that sometimes are not, well, I shouldn't say they aren't entirely our fault, but they become something that then we have to control again. So we need to kind of decide, like, is this something I need to take back control with? Is this something I really need to remove for a little while because I can't really control myself around it um, or around these people or whatever that is? We need to address those things. Um, And that's a big thing that we do with our clients, obviously, because it can't be hard to do on your own. Um, It can be hard to do, you know, evaluating your own life. But that's one thing that we have a lot of people try to be aware around. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of shifting out of that mindset of restriction into it's okay. Like I can enjoy this. I can have one and, you know, savor it. And I I have access to these things. A lot of times when we look back at, you know, childhood and how we are rewarded with food, that also plays a role in kind of this wiring of our brain to, if I'm good today, I deserve this treat. Or if I'm bad today, you know, that I don't get it. And I should punish myself with maybe like more exercise or, you know, whatever that scenario is for each individual, it's very different. Um, but knowing that you can have these things at any time and knowing that you could moderate it, you could include it into your day and really kind of looking at your overall day rather than just this treat, just this one cookie. Because if your entire day is filled with high quality foods, adequate protein, adequate nutrients from you know fruits and vegetables and good starches, then having a cookie isn't the end of the world. It's not a derailment. It's that you 
you know, had a day that was very, very clean and you enjoyed this small treat and you savored it and you moved on from it. Right. Looking though, at the opposite end of the spectrum, if your day includes a lot of processed foods and a lot of, you know, trans fats and, you know, a lot of sugar, of course, you're going to continue to crave those things. And no, you will not be making progress towards your goals because the body cannot, you know, absorb the nutrients and utilize those calories for what it needs to do for fuel. And a lot of people only look at how many calories are, you know, in this, maybe I should have the hundred calorie snack pack versus, you know, 150 calorie ice cream scoop that I, I really want. And, and there's a great book that's coming out. It's called, um, eat smarter. And this guy is brilliant. Um, but he talks Trump about, Stevenson. yes, he talks about, um, processed foods versus whole foods. And so basically the study that they did is they looked at a whole food grilled cheese. Okay. So, um, sprouted grain bread and actual real cheese versus white and rich bread and craft cheese. Craft cheese is not cheese. It's all processed cheese, right? It's on paper places. <laughs> places. Yeah. On paper, they were the exact same amount of calories, the exact same amount of protein, but the way that the body utilized it was that the people who ate the um, processed one, the white bread and the craft cheese showed a 50% calorie reduction in calorie burn after, and it also created hormonal clogs. Okay. And what that does, it throws your metabolism off and it kind of makes it more stingy. Therefore you hold on to the calories. It can cause dysbiosis in the gut, all of these things, because the body is just being pumped with processed foods, hydrogenated oils, all the time rather than clean one ingredient whole foods. And so when we look in the grand scheme of things, we have to look at your entire day. If you had a really great day and you decided that you wanted to have a small Reese's after you know dinner or whatever it is for you, that's fine. Have it and move on. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something that I think has helped me immensely in my journey with this because I was the queen of all or nothing and my all would last forever. Like I would go two, three months being perfect with my nutrition. I was, I wasn't touching alcohol. I wasn't touching greasy fried foods. Like, and then when I did, it was an ultimate binge. Like I had to get it all in, in that one day because I couldn't have it again. And so what we want people to understand is like, look at your day, look at your week, look at your months as a whole on average. On average, are you consuming mostly whole, unprocessed, nutrient-dense foods that are nourishing to your body? And like Liz was saying, you can have the cookie. Like the problem is, is when we have the cookie and then we think, well, I screwed up my whole day of perfection because I know we have a lot of perfectionists out there in this world. I screwed up my whole day of perfection. And so what's the point? It's messed up. All right. I might as well just, you know, slash the other three tires like we use the analogy of. And so what this does then, well, now we're teetering the balance. Now we aren't seeing that balance of like, you are having mostly whole and processed foods because you decided that one cookie was the biggest deal in the world that we needed to face plant into the jar of cookies and then the loaf of bread and then the bag of chips. And so now, now while well, our balance is kind of out of whack, we don't have that, you know, 80, 20 or whatever balance you find best. And also what I think is most important, you don't probably feel very good. And this is another thing that we use a lot in terms of helping our clients learn this process and learn this moderation is like, you know, what we actually use is we use uh, sometimes like food lists. Um, so like I have a Becca food list that things that I love that I know after consuming X amount of, I don't feel very good. So for example, I love I love wine. I do. It's like, I think of um, what's it called? Anchorman where he's like, I love lamp. I'm like, I love wine. 
I do. I love wine. Um, and so with wine, I don't feel great after one or two glasses. Like the next day I'm slightly hungover. I don't sleep as well that night. I know two glasses is kind of my upper limit with wine. And here's the thing. Do I have nights where I have more than two glasses? Yes. But in those moments, I make that a choice and I choose that. And I know I will probably suffer some consequences from this. It's more so when it's a regular thing and we feel out of control with it. The same thing with, you know, cookies. I know I can do like a cookie if it's a, you know, a normal size cookie. I feel fine. Anything more than that, I start to get a pretty bad sugar stomach ache. And so we have, sometimes it takes experimentation to find these limits for us, but having kind of that line in the sand and that list can help be a, a level of accountability essentially for us so that we know, you know, this is kind of my limit most of the time. This is where I feel best. And, you know, like I said, one cookie isn't the end of the world. It's when we start to kind of throw off that balance of is most of my food coming from nourishing whole foods. Exactly. And I think too, kind of going back to what you mentioned before about, you know, how you approach the situation is maybe putting in some buffers, right? Um, you all know that I love wine too. And I was telling Becca, like one of like the first conversations we had, um, in quarantine, like witching hours started to show up, right? Because my little guy was, um, not even a year old and he was having witching hour and it was like, okay, that was my trigger hour to want to open the bottle of wine. And it was like four 30, five o'clock. So I started putting things there intentionally to kind of buffer that. Right. So we would either go for a walk, we would, you know, go run an errand, we would do, you know, something different, uh, rather than just being like in the house and in the kitchen or around the food, we play downstairs, stuff like that. Um, and then I also started keeping things like sparkling water and kombucha and some other things that, you know, weren't just plain water because it just helped me feel like I was having something like more fun than plain water. Um, and so being aware of, those triggers is step one, but then two, kind of, you know, making that plan and then adding in the buffers that you want. So a great example of one thing that I do when we go out to eat, if we are having wine, I will order a club soda and lime and I'll kind of have that and decide, okay, after I finish one glass of wine, I'll have my club soda. Like, do I really want another one? Is it worth it? Like, are we almost finishing up our dinner? Like there's things that you can do to kind of slow things down and be mindful. And then I would also say is like in these situations, like if you are with other people, like being really present and trying to focus on the conversation and, you know, the presence of their company, rather than just sitting around the dessert table and you guys are just, you know, eating one cookie after another, because that's when it kind of becomes mindless and, and aimless. And then we don't feel great after that. Yeah. And, you know, I always say to people is like every meal and every snack is an opportunity for you to make a great choice. Even if you started your day off by going through the drive-thru at Dunkin' Donuts and you had a donut, that does not mean that you need to throw the entire day away, right? That's not a pass to say like, okay, well, I already had a donut. So the rest of the day I should enjoy other things because I already screwed up. There is no screwing up. If you have a donut, you had a moment, you enjoyed the donut and we move on from it. That's ultimately where we, you know, coach our clients to be able to get to mentally. Not everybody is there and it takes some time for a lot of people and it takes experimentation, like Becca said, but that's really where we want to get to. But first we have to let go of these rules and this restriction and the way that we look at food and the way that we demonize and, you know, bring morality to food because no food is good or bad. It's simply more nutrient dense or less nutrient dense. And we want to obviously have a dietary intake that is very nutrient dense and a little bit of fun. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so you need to, you know, work to use these guidelines around like, what makes me feel good? What doesn't make me feel good? What amounts do I feel still in control with? What amounts, you know, do I start to feel out of control with? And what ultimately does my day look like as a whole? Um, So say your face planted into it all. Say you got, you didn't just get one donut at Dunkin' Donuts, you got 12 and you ate eight of them. And now we're feeling awful and we just want to, you know, we essentially want to starve ourselves the next day, right? We want to starve ourselves. We want to exercise a ton. We want to punish for the choices that we made. That is ultimately what we are thinking. I remember so many days like that and it was miserable. I want, I, you know, I wanted essentially like to hand down the punish- punishment for the gluttony that I had taken part in. And so what do we do in these moments? We do not restrict. We treat the body with love. We treat it with respect and we give it, you know, as good a stuff as we can. So what we usually say is one, lots of water. Water helps the body rebalance, you know, electrolyte imbalances, which can result in bloating for a lot of people. So we try to actually up the water a little bit. I find that if I do too much with sugar, um, this is like the number one thing that helps me. I get really bad sugar stomach aches if I overdo it at all. Um, Like I can't stand up straight. I feel like I need to curl up in a ball. Um, Water is one of the best things for me at that time. So extra water hyper-focus on vegetables and actually blander food. So if you're really struggling with cravings, guys, well, one of the best ways to get rid of cravings is stop eating really highly palatable foods like sweets and salty and, you know, those sugary foods. And so we swap out for some bland foods for, you know, it's not forever, guys, three to five days, a few days eating those more bland foods, eating the vegetables, getting in lots of, you know, protein, one ingredient, whole unprocessed foods. I promise you, if you are getting those things in, the inflammation will die down quickly. You'll start feeling better. Digestion will get back on track and you ultimately will be able to feel better a lot quicker. Um, I promise the starvation thing isn't doing you any good. It's probably actually causing more issues in the long run because the overconsumption then leads into underconsumption and the body gets way out of whack when we do that. 100%. And when we look at cravings, I've been saying this so many times this week to clients, like we're craving things because our body is craving nutrients. When we have chronic cravings, we're chronically malnourished. What does that mean? It means that we aren't eating one ingredient, whole foods in a wide variety, right? A lot of us get kind of stuck in the same routine where we eat the same proteins, we eat the same vegetables, right? We eat the same carbs or, or whatever. And so I would challenge you too, like if you're always wanting you know, sweets, or you're always wanting chips or crackers or salty things start to expand, you know, your one ingredient food list, try a new vegetable, try a new fruit, try a new starch, because each and every one of them provide us with different nutrients. If you're limited on your proteins, if you're willing to expand out to other proteins, expand out to other proteins. Like we rotate one, um, type of shellfish, one lean meat, and then one, um, a little bit denser meat each week, because I want to make sure that we are having, again, that nutrient availability coming from the widest range of food. So hear me when I say again, chronic cravings is chronic malnourishment. Look at your food list, look at your grocery list and try to expand that. And here's the thing at the end of the day, if you feel like you're still struggling doing this on your own, ask for help, talk to your spouse, talk to your friends. If there are people who are triggers for you, maybe ask them to get coffee instead of going out for wine night, right? Like whatever it is that you need to do, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to be vulnerable and say, Hey, right now, I just don't feel like strong enough to enter into the situation without wanting to, you know, kind of derail and go off of like the plan that I have for myself. And I'm really working towards my goals right now. So for the next, you know, 30 days, if we could just meet for coffee or we could, you know, go for a walk, 
if they're your friend, they'll support you in that. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have a good relationship with your spouse, hopefully they support you in that. So, and if they don't reach out to us, we're here. We support <laughs> a lot of people um, through these times because a lot of people don't have that community. They don't have that, you know, person in their corner. And obviously with, you know, how things are limited being in person and it's hard. So we do all online coaching mm-hmm. and that's why we love, you know, talking to our girls every other week on zoom because they don't have somebody or that person that can hold them accountable, but also give them, you know, the support at the same time. And then one other thing, just as we wrap this up, I'm going to put a link in the show notes for our stress eating solution. A lot of what we talked about here today, um, is in a free training course that you can go on and grab, uh, off of our website. So click the link in there. There's going to be four, um, days of videos. There's also going to be a PDF. that's going to walk you through some of the mindset work and some of the, um, things that you can do to identify your triggers as well as kind of getting hyper-focused on some of the thoughts that you have um, in your mind and help reframe and reshift those as well. Absolutely. You can love all the foods, enjoy all the foods in moderation and live a lifestyle that is sustainable for you and reach your goals at the same time, guys. I promise you it can happen. We've seen it done a thousand times. It can happen. So you got to just work at it a little bit. You got to understand yourself. You got to understand your triggers. You got to understand you know, how to balance those things. And once you do, it's a beautiful, beautiful life that you get to live, but takes a little bit of work up front. Absolutely. So hopefully this was helpful. Hopefully you understand, you know, maybe where you need to start looking into in your life, into foods, into situations, into triggers and start chipping away at making that work happen so that, you know, you can live your best life. Happy Monday. Thank you all so much for being here. If you've enjoyed this podcast, the best thing that you could do for us as a gift to us would be to take a screenshot and share it on Instagram, tag us, share it on Facebook, whatever platform that you listen, or just tell a friend, invite a friend to listen to this podcast. Um, The more that you can kind of share with word of mouth, the more people that we can touch throughout the world. And leave us a five-star reading and review on iTunes as this helps us grow and reach others. So if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM or an email and we will talk to you soon. Have a great day.